Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex Beesman, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. Tuesday, March 7th, Ian Cameron with you. Alex B. Smith will be along shortly as well. Ready for a Tuesday card. Ten games on tap. Uh, and, of course, Tuesday, meaning we've got the Daily Show. And you know what we have tonight? We have another Ice Guys live betcast coming your way. These have been a lot of fun. It's really just, you know, throwing back some pints, throwing back some beers, some drinks, watching the games unfold, live betting trying to make some money, and we've got a recurring pattern uh, happening lately with our BetCast where we've started off slowly in terms of our live bets. We, we've had some rough starts as far as the live wagers that we've placed in these BetCasts, but we've had strong finishes uh, to some of them. So let's hopefully we get off to a better start tonight uh, and maybe combine the two. Let's have a strong start and a strong finish. But one thing's for sure, win or lose, the BetCast is always fun, entertaining, enjoyable, to be hanging out with our viewers and listeners watching the games unfold. Uh, so join us tonight, live BetCast, 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. Uh, and again, live betting and commentary, of course, uh, with the uh, crew, uh, myself, Alex B. Smith. We've got, of course, our viewers and listeners. Drinking always encouraged as well. So DM at Bobano on Twitter uh, or email Bobano350 at gmail.com and uh, we will send you the link uh, to the BetCast if you uh, wish to uh, join us uh, on the uh, BetCast tonight. We're going to skip a recap. I don't want to recap yesterday. It was probably one of the worst uh, days I've had since the beginning of the calendar year 2023 in the NHL uh, last uh, night. Uh, the Ottawa-Chicago game really hurt for various reasons. I mean, when you have Ottawa first period puck line, Ottawa team total over, the full game over, and they get shut out, and a bunch of Ottawa props for that matter, uh, and they get shut out, you know that game's not going to go well for you. Uh, and that's exactly what happened. Now, before we start saying what the hell happened to Ottawa, what's wrong with them, look, it was a bad game. And to be honest with you, they their coaching staff deserves some blame for the situation they put Mad Sogard in. I mean, DJ Smith in the last minute, you knew Cam Talbot was banged up in the last game. Why on earth you waited until an hour or two before puck dropped to say, you know what, Cam's a no-go tonight. Mad Sogard, step up, man, you're in. That's ridiculous to me. Uh, you've got to have a better uh, idea and a better sense uh, of what's going on. And either your team doctors and your medical staff have to convey the message to the coaching staff sooner that this guy's not feeling right to play uh, in that game. Uh, but that just puts Sogard, who's a very young goalie in a tough spot. And you could tell he was just not ready from the very beginning last night. Uh, last second, uh, now he's starting uh, in that game. And sure enough, of course, uh, you look at uh, sh uh, Chicago and uh, they took advantage of it. Uh, and Ottawa had a bunch of chances and Alex Stalock looks like Marty Brodeur, which I guarantee he will not look like in the next game because that's what he, that's usually the way he operates. He has one good game every 10. And then the next game he goes back to looking the way we expect uh, Alex Stalock to play. So, uh, but credit to Chicago. And again, Ottawa uh, don't, don't just write them off because they had a really bad game last night. Don't be surprised if they go to Seattle Thursday night and play a whole lot better. That looked like an angry, pissed-off team last night. And I like the emotion shown by Brady Kachuk fighting that big uh, character, Jared Tenorti. Uh, I think that was a great move by him, try to stimulate the team a little bit, pump some life into them. Uh, I like 
that he was able to do that. So uh, definitely, I think when you look at this uh, situation for Ottawa, all all will be fine. Uh, they're still playing very good as of late, and we'll see how they bounce back, of course, uh, Thursday night in Seattle. Uh, quickly on the other games last night, and then we'll jump right into tonight. San Jose, 3-2 win over uh, Winnipeg uh, last night in overtime. Just a ton of chances for the Jets, not enough finish. Edmonton with a 3-2 win over Buffalo uh, last night. Much lower scoring than a lot of people expected. Uh, obviously, we got the uh, first period both teams to score, and it was so easy that that came through. And so quickly, we're like, oh, here comes the avalanche of goals. Uh, and uh, sure enough, last night, uh, we saw a situation where, uh, you know, we uh, we had uh, Edmonton and Buffalo really playing tighter, but a lot of missed chances. Goaltending was solid from Anderson and especially from Stuart Skinner. Uh, and the Oilers get a 3-2 win last night against the uh, Sabres. We saw Calgary 5-4 against Dallas. Man, what a heartbreaker for people on the draw, including me and Alex. I mean, five seconds to go. Uh, the game-winning goal scored by Tyler Toffoli. Come on, Dallas. What are you fucking doing? Giving up a breakaway in the final seconds of the regulation time? That is just a no-no. You've got one point in the bank. All you have to do is don't let anyone get behind you and give up a fucking breakaway. And sure enough, that's exactly what they did. And I'm finding with Ottinger lately, he's just not coming up with as many of those big saves. Um, that was a good shot by Toffoli, but you're a guy that almost stole a series for Dallas last year against Calgary. Can I get a save there? I mean, I know it was a nice shot, but come on, can I get a damn save in that spot? You have a chance to get a point in the bank, go to overtime. Uh, it was a really nice shot by Toffoli, but when Jake Ottinger's on his game, he's got a chance to stop that, uh, even on a breakaway, even though it is a high-danger chance. So, you know, he's just not given up or he's given up those kind of goals that you weren't seeing last year either. So Calgary with the 5-4 win there. Uh, we saw Vancouver. Look, they're playing harder, better under talk at the last few games. 4-3. They beat Nashville in a shootout. And the L.A. Kings with a 4-2 win against Washington. Uh, rough, uh, you know, start to the night. But the, at least we were able to cash the two late games. Vancouver, Moneyline. And as well, the Kings team total over three and a half. Both of them came through. Kings take care of business against the uh, Capitals 4-2 uh, last night. All right, that's enough of last night. Let's get on to today because we have a huge, huge card. Uh, we will start with the Carolina Hurricanes and the Montreal Canadiens. Carolina laying a big number here, minus 325 uh, on the road. Total in this one plus or six shaded to the over, six shaded to the over in this game. Uh, this is definitely going to be, ah, let's see what kind of focus we get from Carolina. We know that the better of these two teams, but, you know, you just kicked the absolute uh, shit out of Tampa Bay uh, on Sunday afternoon, a team that kind of has owned you in the playoffs in particular uh, the last few years. I'm sure it was an ultra satisfying uh, victory for the Hurricanes on Sunday afternoon. Now let's see how they fare here against a, a Montreal team. But look, we saw it against Vegas. You know, the Montreal Canadiens, and it's usually against the better teams where, you know, the Montreal Canadiens bring a pretty good effort, you know, to the ice. Uh, uh, now, last time they played Carolina, it was in Carolina, and it was a 6-2 to two win for the Hurricanes. In fact, the Canes have won four straight meetings, 7-1 uh, and one, uh, in the last eight head-to-head -head meetings against Montreal. So they've really dominated this uh, Montreal team. Um, but this spot's a little dubious, in my opinion, especially when you're talking about a minus 325 favorite. You know, you just beat down Tampa Bay 6 to nothing. Uh, and now you go to Montreal uh, for a road game here, and then you go back home, you play Philly, and then you play Vegas, New Jersey. You got some bigger games coming up. Just it's a matter of focus tonight, really, for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes here uh, in this game. Uh, Montreal, not a great road trip in terms of the results, 
But when you look at the overall totality of the way they performed in those road games, you know, it wasn't that bad. You know, you look at the uh, three games, 3-2 against L.A., they could have won that game for sure. Uh, no question about that. Uh, 3-2 uh, against Anaheim, that one, you know, obviously the Ducks are right where they are, you know, bottom-tier team in the league. But, again, a winnable game. And I thought the the effort level against Vegas, when it looked like things were going south for a bit there, uh, they ended up rallying from a, a deficit there, made it a one-goal game. Uh, but uh, Vegas ends up uh, hanging on for the uh, 4-3 win. You know, very easily could have just rolled over and said, not our day. But that's the one thing you are getting from the Montreal Canadiens right now is pretty strong effort, compete level for 60 minutes. It's what Marty St. Louis has been stressing to his team throughout much of the season. So that's going to be interesting to see if it carries over here to tonight. Jake Allen is confirmed in net for the Canadians. Still very banged up, though. That's the amazing part about how competitive they've been is just who's out. Arbor Jackeye, Slavkovsky, Sean Monahan, Brendan Gallagher, Jake Evans, Cole Caulfield, Caden Gooley, Kirby Dock, Joel Barron, Justin Barron, I should say, Joel Armia. I mean, all of them have been out here for the uh, Montreal Canadiens uh, in recent games. So uh, it's, and yet here they are, they're right there in every single game. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to maybe dabble in a Montreal first period, a Montreal, you know, plus one and a half, if you want to, just because I do feel this is a very ripe for the picking spot, you know, to maybe go against a Hurricanes team that, you know, had it so easy against Tampa Bay, an ultra satisfying win. Again, Tampa has had a lot of success against Carolina in the postseason the last few years. I'm sure that felt good. Uh, Montreal, when you look at their home performances, you know, let's not forget they beat Edmonton here on this home ice. They've beaten Toronto before here on this home ice. So they have come up in spots similar to this and pulled some big-time stunners uh, in the past uh, here on their home ice. So this is not this is one where I'm contemplating at least. No, nothing crazy because you do know this is a Carolina team that's playing great hockey right now, but uh, maybe a little dabble in Montreal uh, in the first period and a little bit for that full game money line as well here in this matchup. I like the over, too. I think you could see the Carolina defensive play, which has been so strong. Maybe maybe just taking a little night off here. I think it's going to be easy stroll into Montreal against this Canadiens team. And that angle is in play, that long-term over angle where teams coming off a game in Vegas it is an, ang an angle that's in play here with Montreal tonight, who, of course, played in Vegas on Sunday night, where the, the trend is after a game in Vegas, like almost over 60% to the over uh, since Vegas has been in the league. So what for teams that were in Vegas their last game, that's the, their next game goes over uh, at over 60%. So it's it's a good angle. Uh, and uh, so and the total is only six, not six and a half. So I do like this over six minus 120 a little bit as well. We got our guy, Alex B. Smith, with us now. Alex, uh, first game on this Tuesday card, Carolina-Montreal. I got to go with the old not-so-fast, my friend. I actually kind of lean with this under. And this is more of a, of a show-me game from Carolina's perspective. As great as they played defensively, like, can they keep stringing this along together? And they should be able to do this against a, a Habs team that's basically just been automatically, it seems like, uh, looking back at their history, what three, two, two, three, two, they pretty much stick around in that two to three goal range. Uh, I don't know if I want to lay two and a half minus a dollar forty, dollar forty five on that team total under with the Habs. I'm thinking I'm just going to go with this under six. Uh, and I don't play many unders, most people know that, but I just feel like Carolina's defense is for real right now, and I don't see where the Habs can really generate. Uh, a bunch of offense. Carolina can kind of name their score. If they play at that same kind of intensity they played against Tampa, this could easily be a 2-0, 3-0 Carolina win. So uh, I'm going to go under six. 
All right, Alex, like in the uh, under here, under six in this one. And certainly, yeah, if Carolina is defensively as strong as they were against Tampa Bay, definitely will have that chance to uh, beat possibly uh, a lower scoring game. We'll see uh, how it uh, plays out here. As far as the uh, props here in this game, uh, again, with Carolina, you don't want to go nuts with the shots on goal props, especially for the opponent, because they're just so good at keeping the shots on goal at a minimum. Tampa Bay found that out. They didn't get a goddamn shot on goal in the second period and four for the first two periods as we expressed how insane that was uh, yesterday uh, on the uh, show. But there are still some props that stand out. If I'm going to target some Montreal props, there I've talked for weeks about Josh Anderson, but there's someone else on Montreal that's even, I think, surpassed him in terms of the value quotient for shots on goal. And that's the defenseman, Mike Matheson. I'm telling you, this guy has really been shooting the puck a lot lately uh, for the Montreal Canadiens. He's been uh, jumping into the play. I think because of the lack, the all the people that are out of the lineup offensively for Montreal, he figures, you know what, I got to jump into the play. I've got to be more impactful uh, for this hockey team moving forward. I've got to find a way to, uh, you know, maybe join the rush and have some success in that regard. And, and you're seeing it right now from uh, Matheson. He's been uh, chipping in points. Uh, he's been consistently, as of late, going over his shots on goal prop. It's plus money, plus 116 at Pinnacle for over two and a half shots on goal for Matheson tonight in this game. That's definitely the one that stands out if I'm going to look at a prop involving the Canadians from a shots on goal perspective. Three, 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 six, five shots on goal in the last six games. So six straight times he's gone uh, over two and a half shots. He might even be worth a look from a point prop perspective. I know you're playing against this stingy Carolina team, but you can't argue the numbers and the results lately. He has a point in seven of the last eight games for the Montreal Canadiens, Matheson. So uh, definitely some uh, interesting prop looks there uh, as far as uh, him tonight. Like I said, he's gone over two and a half in uh, in uh, six straight games for the uh, Canadians. As far as the uh, Hurricanes are concerned, uh, you know, I'd, I'd pivot away. You know, Seth Jarvis has cooled off a little bit with the shots quotient. I'd go back to um, Mr. Natchez here. Mr. Natchez is just fantastic. Three of the last four, he's gone over two and a half shots. I like his over shots tonight. Uh, he's just been lighting up the score sheet. Uh, he's got seven points in the last three games, goals in two of the three games. It's a, it's a Marty Natchez world, and we're all just privy to live in it right now uh, for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. He's just been uh, terrific uh, for them. So any and all uh, Natchez props, their shots, goal, point, uh, all of those, uh, I think definitely uh, worth a look here. And let me just confirm what the uh, prices are. Uh, the, see, they've jumped up the, the the point prop finally. We were getting less than minus 150 for the longest time. Now it's up to minus, that's where it should be, minus 175. The, the goal prop at plus 178, you know, so definitely, uh, again, he has been playing excellent for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Brent Burns point prop, we've recited that uh, repeatedly. It, that's a little bit better at minus 150. It's not quite as uh, juiced up as the, uh, the um, Natchez point prop, but definitely some good looks there uh, as far as that is concerned. Uh, and again, in terms of the uh, the shots on goal prop for uh, Carolina Jarvis, yeah, I mean Jarvis. I'm not saying don't bet the uh, Jarvis. I'm not saying don't bet it on, or I'm not saying bet it under, but uh, definitely it's, he's cooled off on the over. If anything, you're getting a little bit maybe more of a bargain. Let me see actually, because I've got the numbers available here. What has Jarvis done against Montreal? Because sometimes you know you want to factor in who you're playing in terms of do you you know fire the puck more? Do you have more uh, offensive chances, opportunity? Uh, when you're facing a, a particular opponent, I'm just trying to see on the uh, Montreal, the Carolina side. I don't see anything that really, really stands out uh, in terms of a previous performance. But uh, yeah, as far as this goes, I think Matheson point, Matheson shot. 
Uh, you could still go with Jarvis. He is still seven of his last 10 over two and a half. So, you know, you're still playing the percentages and you're not laying a, a big amount of juice there. So I might even still sprinkle a little bit on that. Like I say, Natchez point, Burns point, Matheson point, Burns assist as well in three straight games uh, for Carolina going into this one. So those are all prop looks I would be uh, interested in here for uh, this matchup. All right, Columbus, Pittsburgh. We've got Pittsburgh minus 300, home favorites, six and a half, the total in this one. I really encourage you, if you haven't seen it yet, I, it was posted, I believe, on NHL.com, and it was written by one of the Jackets beat writers, report Andrew Swoboda, I think is his name. I know Portsline is the main you know, character that covers the Blue Jackets, but uh, Aaron Swoboda did a uh, written article and interview with Merzlikens, and it was a really, really harrowing interview because Merzlikens has done what I would just went on a honeymoon, not a honeymoon, but a vacation uh, with his uh, wife during the All-Star break. And he basically went into a, the, the, the ocean or the lake, wherever they were swimming, and all by himself. And he just let out all the frustrations, like yelling, screaming, crying, like all these different emotions that Merzlikens had pent up inside him over everything he's gone through. Kivlenik's situation with the firework incident, which was a tragedy, the struggles on the ice this season, you know, some mental health struggles apparently that he's been coping with uh, off the ice. It was a great, great read, and it really goes into the mind of just how much has been on his plate emotionally this year uh, for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. So it was a great read, and he just said, it's just, I went into a quiet place during that vacation away from everybody, and I just let it all out. You know, I screamed, I yelled, I cried, and it was just, it tells you just everything he's gone through this year. And he felt coming out of that and off that, you know, time away, that he, you know, got some perspective, cleared his mind, felt a little bit, little bit more at least at peace, and you know, is a, was able to uh, try to, you know, focus more on hockey after that. And sure enough, if you actually look since the All Star break, Elvis Merzlikens has been a little bit better. You'll notice his numbers; they have picked up a little bit. And I think there is definitely some truth to that. That you know, he just. He just needed some time away to clear his mind, and maybe it's helped him uh, because there's no doubt he's played a little bit better here for the uh, Jackets, and it's his team now. You know, Jonas Corpusalo's gone in that trade to L.A. Uh, he's going to get the lion's share of the starts now moving forward uh, for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Let's see uh, how he does with them uh, here in this game uh, moving forward. Now, he did get pulled against Ottawa, but as we've talked about, uh, the Senators have been, prior to last night, uh, they had been uh, lighting it up quite a bit. Uh, Pittsburgh is off a 4-1 to loss to the uh, Florida Panthers uh, in their last game. They certainly need to get back uh, on track here as they are trying to uh, shore up their playoff positioning. Pittsburgh has won seven straight. They have dominated uh, this Jackets team uh, over the years. Uh, seven straight victories for this Penguins team, but I'm not coming close to taking Pittsburgh in any form here. Uh, minus 300 is just too pricey. I don't even love the, the, the puck lines, not even as much as I would have liked in terms of the price, either the first period or full game. So this is really a stay away. I did kind of look at the over, which has cashed in two of the last three meetings between uh, these two teams. But also at the same time, you look at uh, the way, you know, Columbus has, uh, Merzlikens has played at least a little bit better. Uh, what are you going to get from Pittsburgh is going to be the question here. They've actually alternated overs and unders the last uh, six games, over, under, over, under, over, under. If you believe in that, certainly you bet the over here uh, because that means they're due for the over tonight. But 
Uh, I'm, I'm lukewarm on that. I definitely lean to the over, but haven't bet it yet. Maybe we'll look for something during our live betcast tonight uh, in game. It's a good night if you don't if you're uh, lukewarm on something pregame. Good night to pump the brakes. Look for something during our live betcast since we'll be on the air tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern uh, during all the games. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Blue Jackets, Penguins. Yeah, you know, that's interesting. I have to definitely check out that piece uh, on Liz Leakins. You know, we kind of touched on that for quite some time, that they just something was off with him and obviously things that have been going on in his life on and off of the ice, uh, you know, seemingly come to a head. And, and it's tough for, for anybody, obviously, to have to deal with those things, especially when you're under the, the spotlight and limelight of being a, a National Hockey League player as well. But, so something I have to read up on for sure. But this is, a, you know, has been a one-sided rivalry for a long time i mean pittsburgh has pretty much owned columbus uh no matter where these two teams play no matter what time of year these two teams play i'm going with that first period over two at plus 125 i think that's a, a slightly inflated price for uh a historical series like this that's been over trending uh with goals not just throughout the game but specifically early in the first period so Going with that first period over two, and maybe even a lean with the full game over as well. Like I said, I think this could just be kind of a bit of a back and forth battle. Pittsburgh hasn't been that great. Uh, Columbus has been kind of feisty in some games, so maybe you know these two teams can kind of just duke it out and and, and run up the score. But I like the first period over a little bit more. Uh, first period over here for Alex with the uh, Jackets and the uh, Penguins here uh, in this game. Uh, as far as the uh, this game goes with the uh, prop uh, market. Um, I'm just looking to see what we've got here. Uh, there's a couple on the uh, Pittsburgh side. Uh, Jason Zucker, Eric, uh, Chris uh, Latang. actually. We've seen a little uptick with him shooting uh, the puck of late as well uh, for the uh, Penguins, so keep an eye on that. Could be uh, shots on goal prop uh, targets here in this game. Uh, but uh, definitely Lion A, seven of the last 10 uh, games with the point. Boone Jenner actually over two and a half shots, uh, seven of the last uh, 10 games for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Raquel's gone over in four straight games, uh, his shots on goal prop, and it's remained pretty constant at two and a half uh, throughout that stretch. So uh, definitely uh, another uh, prop to uh, look at there uh, going into this game. I think in terms of goals, assists, points, actual production offensively, like I say for Pittsburgh, uh, I've, I've always mentioned Jason Zucker's name because I see this guy playing hard every night, you know, and what I like about Zucker is he's not someone that's a lot gets into the fray physically and mixes it up and drops his gloves. He's even been doing that lately. Like he's trying to drag his team into the playoffs. Uh, Jason Zucker, the effort and the compete and the, uh, the, the physicality, you know, throwing his weight around, getting in scrums, mixing it up. In addition to what he's doing offensively contributing, I mean, I think it's definitely noticeable. It should rub off on that Penguins team because uh, the way he's played with that great spirit, you know, and uh, noticeable, you know, uh, always taking the puck to the net as well. Uh, it's definitely something that could galvanize a team that's trying to make the playoffs. He's only plus 105 to get a point tonight in this game. Over two and a half shots as well. Score a goal if you want it. Plus 250. Not a bad option as well uh, for uh for um, Jason Zucker tonight for the uh, Penguins. So uh, those all make uh, sense to me in terms of uh, looking at some uh, shots on goal numbers involving that uh, for sure. So uh, definitely, I think when you look at this uh, game here, uh, Pittsburgh should win, but uh, you know, Columbus has always pulled those upsets from time to time. And again, after uh, seeing Merzlikens uh, basically uh, say what he did in that piece, that interview piece about how he feels like he's got a clear mind now 
and it's been noticeable that he has played uh, better in cer certain starts here since that time. All right, Philadelphia and the struggling Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Tampa Bay minus 300 here, uh, home favorites in this game, and the total six uh, pretty much across the board. Uh, you know this is for me, dog or pass. I cannot and will not endorse Tampa Bay right now. Uh, no question about that. That being said, I will throw out one caveat. They couldn't have lined up a better spot and opponent maybe to snap out of this thing. I mean, you got Philadelphia at home. Surely you can win this hockey game, can't you, Tampa Bay? Well, I guess we're going to find out uh, here tonight uh, if they can indeed uh, win this uh, hockey game uh, between these uh, two teams. But definitely uh, concerns about the way they played, concerns that they were just so listless, I think, uh, in their last game. Uh, against the Carolina Hurricanes, you know, they end up sitting down, Stamkos, Kucherov, and Point has made a big deal out of, uh, they made a big deal of it, of course, coming out of that game, and uh, what kind of response would they get, and the response was four shots in the first two periods of the hockey game, so uh, it wasn't good at all, um, and, you know, you just have to, and you have to just wonder now if this is a team that, you know, needs to, needs some more time to find themselves. We'll have to uh, wait and see tonight. Uh, going into this game, but it's a very volatile game. I think if it was some, if it was any team that was playing even just, you know, a little bit more with confidence than Philly right now, although they did beat Detroit three to one in their last game. So maybe they do get confidence from that. But, you know, when they've played the quality competition, things haven't really gone well for the uh, Flyers. They get drilled by the Devils. They lose to the Rangers. We'll see how they fare here. I mean, I certainly would only take Philadelphia, take a, it's take a shot with the plus two. 40 plus 250 or you pass the game simple as that for me that's clearly what i'm doing it's either take the philly side for a small shot or pass the game that's what i would recommend here but uh i'm probably thinking pass because you don't want to be one of these people that you just see tampa play maybe their worst game they're getting ripped by the way left and right i'm sure they know that i'm sure they've heard the uh they say they tune out the newspapers and the media and what people are saying on talk shows and all that, but I'm sure someone's getting back to them. Someone that's a friend or a family member saying to the stamp goes or Kucherov point one of these guys that, Hey, you're getting ripped right now. Uh, everybody's talking about how bad you've been here the last few games. So uh, does that stoke them? Who knows, but Philly or pass for me uh, in this game, if I were to uh, bet it either side uh, or to total what totals wise, I mean, uh, at six here, I could see it going either way. If Tampa, Tampa could explode, it could go over. But Philly and Tampa Bay have played twice this year, uh, and both games have stayed under. Uh, so it is worth noting. And I should also point out, for those of you maybe thinking of taking a flyer, no pun intended, uh, with Philadelphia here uh, in this game, when they played October 18th, the only meeting in Tampa and this year, and Philly won that game 3-2 as an even bigger dog than they are here. They were plus 265 in that game so they did win in tampa bay earlier this year we'll see if they can do so once again here tonight and of course from an injury standpoint for tampa bay everyone waiting with bated breath what was the news going to be for victor hedman you know he obviously had that collision in the carolina game he was shaken up it didn't look good initially he was down on the ice for a little bit but luckily for the tampa bay lightning lower body um you know and uh it's going to be day to day uh for victor hedman it's not week to week it's not you know going to be a season-ending injury, nothing like that. So they avoid disaster on the Victor Hedman injury front for Tampa Bay. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Flyers, Lightning. I can't go anywhere near this game. The one thing I was even slightly looking toward was Lightning first period puck line, and that's a 
it's only plus a dollar ten. I would need more more value than that to back them right now. Uh, they're in awful shape, and they should put the screws to Philly if, if they're really about it. They should win this game, honestly, six to one. Uh, but there's a good chance that they could lose this game three to two, probably going even to overtime. I mean, they're, they're just such a mess right now. He said, "There's no way you can look at them from a total perspective when you're getting off four shots on goal in a 40 minute span." Uh, you can't rely on them to shut down and be defensively and, and play under. They're just a, a mess. And, and Philly, like I said, yeah, if this was a better team coming into Tampa right now, yeah, I'd be all over a, a dog at a big price. But I can't back Philly even at this kind of an inflated number either. So it's a stay away game for me. Now, you look at this Flyers team, and, um, you know, I think if you want to get, if you want that there's some way to bet Tampa Bay here uh, in this game, uh, Maybe this is a game like they had 14 shots on goal the last game, and they did have over 30 the previous game. I would say I'd feel better about maybe betting some lightning shots on goal props than betting them to win, betting them to, you know, to betting their team total, betting anything like that right now. At least the one thing you can hopefully maybe try to capitalize on is some of these player uh, shots on goal props. So I think if you're going to try to, you know, back be a lightning in some form in this game i think that's probably your best conduit you know your best route to do so uh, is maybe look toward maybe some shots on goal props more than anything else here uh, with the uh, lightning going into uh, tonight's game but as far as the uh, props go for me like i say uh, this is a game i'm definitely uh, treacherous uh, with or it's, it's treacherous in my opinion i'm being a little bit careful uh, here going into it um, let's see what uh, the lines are going to be because it wouldn't shock me to see a little shake up here in the lines from uh, John Cooper after what's gone on here the last couple games. It looks like we're going to see Stamkos, Point, Kucherov, Hagel, Sorelli, Kalorn. Uh, it's not a not a whole lot of change actually, and Genoa and Paul and Colton. So not not a whole lot is going to change if uh, these lines that I'm seeing right now uh, stay the way they are. Uh, so we'll see how it uh, plays out tonight in this game. But uh, the only props really that I've uh, really piqued my interest here. Braden Point's going to be the guy, right? Braden Point's going to be the guy if they're going to have a spark of any kind. You know, it's going to be Braden Point. He, the one thing Braden Point has been doing is scoring goals. Seven of the last 10 games, he has found the back of the net. So even though, you know, I say I want no part of Tampa Bay as a massive favorite in their current form the way it is, the Braden Point goal prop, I don't want to say automatic, but you know, I think there's a pretty good chance he finds the uh, back of the net here tonight in this hockey game for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. That certainly would not surprise me uh, one bit. Uh, all right, next up, we've got the uh, Vegas Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers. Uh, Florida minus 150, home favorite, six and a half the total here in this one. Vegas uh, beginning a, a road trip uh, here tonight in Florida. Uh, this will be one of the games definitely I'll be most intrigued by uh, on our BetCast tonight, no question about it. You've got a Vegas team, of course, still battling for supremacy in their own division uh, in the uh, Pacific. Uh, three straight wins for the Golden Knights, 3-2, 4-3, Florida uh, off a 4-1 win against Pittsburgh, uh, much needed as they try to crawl back into the Eastern Conference playoff uh, mix, which they are still very much in, but uh, definitely at the same point in time, um, you know, you look at this uh, Florida team, maddeningly inconsistent here uh, going into uh, this game uh, tonight. You look at it, they've, they've alternated wins and losses in 10 straight hockey games. So putting wins together has been an issue. And the last time we trusted Florida to, to keep it rolling after a nice win was the Nashville game at home, and they lost 2-1. to one. Uh, So that's not exactly what you want to see. But going back to February 9th uh, against uh, San Jose for the Florida Panthers, 
what did we see? We saw a loss to Colorado. Then they won at Minnesota, lost at St. Louis, won at Washington, lost at Nashville, won against Anaheim, lost to Buffalo, won at Tampa, lost to Nashville. I mean, they just can't win two in a row, this group, even with the games, very important. I, I lean, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to do a split with Vegas money line and the draw. I do think we're going to get a, maybe a chance for a close game, tight game. I'll say this about Florida. You know, the Buffalo game was an empty net goal away from maybe going to overtime. Anaheim game went to OT. They, they dominated Tampa, so that game was really never threatening overtime. But Nashville game was a 2-1, to one, one goal game there. Uh, even the uh, Pittsburgh-Florida game, uh, you know, it was 3-1, uh, uh, and then they uh, stretched it out. But they, they played some pretty competitive games. So this would probably be a, put a little on Vegas, put a little on the draw. I don't trust Florida at all in this price range. Not able to win two games in a row. Uh, that's a problem to me, especially when you need points desperately. You're supposed to bear down and be able to play good two games in a row. Bring When you bring one good game, you don't just you know come back the next time and not be able to replicate that. That's the sign of a mediocre hockey team. And maybe that's what Florida is right now. And what's shocking, too, is after some of these wins they've had and they've lost the very next game, some of these are the bad teams, St. Louis, you know, Nashville twice. I mean, Nashville after they were starting to trade off their pieces here. You know, that's the alarming part about Florida off a win being so bad lately is that some of these losses have been to teams that are just uh, not exactly playing good hockey. Vegas, say what you will, you know, they're battling through stuff right now with uh, some injuries still. And, of course, they're battling Logan Thompson being out, Aiden Hill and Jonathan Quick having to man the fort. But I don't question their compete level. Certainly since the All-Star break, pretty much, it's always been there. So I'm going to do a half and half here. Vegas plus 130 and a little on the draw at an over plus 300 price as well. Uh, Alex, what do you like here? Golden Knights, Panthers. Yeah, that makes total sense. I'm, I'm right there with you on Vegas. I don't know about the draw. The draw kind of, I feel, I'm, I'm tempted to take Vegas in, in regulation at plus 185 was the price I saw. But I grabbed Vegas, just straight money line. I got plus 135. And like I said, this is more of a fade on Florida. I just can't back Florida at all, especially laying 150 against a, a really good Vegas team. Uh, that should be jazzed up, like I said, you know, getting ready to hit the road, starting of a road trip. I expect to see some good form and good momentum from this Vegas team. Uh, so I might even, if I go with a split, I might go half and have a Vegas first period, Vegas full game. But right now I'm sticking with the full game. Like I said, just kind of want to see, you know, uh, we might get some more money come in on Florida. Like I said, I think people are betting Florida out of their desperation. They, you know, they're they're kind of going into that on that trap of you know must win game. What must win doesn't mean will win. We talk about that all the time, and I think that's the reason why we're seeing this number as high as it is. This uh, even you know I get it Vegas on the road, but still, but still, uh, I think it's a good value here. So I like Vegas on this, this spot plus one thirty. And the uh, road record too for Vegas, as we've talked about throughout the course of the season, hasn't been that bad at all. In fact, uh, they enter this game uh, seventeen and ten. Uh, on the road this year. Uh, they've got as many road wins as Florida does at home. So uh, they're very capable here uh, in this game. There are a lot of props that pique my interest for Vegas. Um, Marcia so overshots, Eichel overshots, because Florida does give up a lot of shots. Let's be honest. That hasn't changed. They've given up 30-plus shots in four of the last five games. Eichel, Marcia so Riley Smith, too. Keep an eye on him. A uh, goal and a point for R Riley Smith, the point prop for him in particular. He's starting to uh, get his game going. How about close shave Barbashev? Ivan Barbashev uh, in that last game against the uh, Montreal Canadiens. He got his first goal uh, with the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. And with Barbashev, too, 
keep an eye on, you know, based on where he is in the lineup for Vegas right now, uh, top line duty with Eichel and Marcia. So uh, he's getting that exposure. He's getting that opportunity to make an impact playing on the top unit for Bruce Cassidy and, and the Golden Knights. And, and I think as a result, you know, you look at Barbashev. I liked this game, especially against Montreal the other night in on the four check, making things happen, winning puck battles, just a tenacious player. Like when he wants that puck, you're not getting it from him. He's a very, very uh, tough player to knock off the puck as well. He's got all of that going for him. I, I, I don't mind a plus three, plus three sixty at some spots for him to score a goal. And he's playing on the top line, and he's only plus one hundred six at Fanduel to get a point tonight. It's an excellent, excellent look. One of my favorite player prop looks tonight is without a doubt our guy Ivan Close Shave Barbashev. Close shave. <laughs> I love doing that. Uh, Ivan Barbashev uh, at FanDuel, plus 106. And, and again, to score a goal uh, at uh, plus 360 uh, in this uh, game. Uh, again, he, he's been noticeable uh, since joining this squad uh, in the recent trade with St. Louis. Uh, and again, getting that opportunity for sure uh, for them. He's had five shots on goal, by the way, the last two games as well. Ten hits. How about that? Ten hits. And you know, it's funny, the last two times he played with St. Louis, he had one hit in each of those games. You talk about your intensity level going up tenfold, going from a team that's, you know, trading away guys, going nowhere. Then you go to Vegas, and it's like he's reengaged again, reignited uh, Ivan Barbashev. So 10 hits, five shots, four points uh, in the last, in the two games as a member of the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, four points. In, in two games with the night with the Golden Knights, and of course he had the two goal game against uh, Montreal uh, as well. So uh, absolutely, if you're talking about a goal prop and a point prop combo tonight, one of my favorites on the board might be my favorite on the board. Ivan Barbashev here uh, for Vegas tonight in this game. Uh, sh- there are some shots on goal props for Florida that are worth a look too, because that's the one thing about them is they've had a lot of players shooting the puck a lot, trending over with their shots on goal. Uh, Theodore, by the way, uh, eight of the last 10 games with a point for Vegas, too. So throw him in there as a good point prop look tonight. You've got Barkov's gone over his shots prop eight of the last 10 games. I think as the captain, he feels like, hey, I've got to try to shoot the puck a bit more. I'm a great playmaker, but I've got to try to look for some offense. I've got to try to get my game, my offense going because we, we need it. You know, we're trying to make the playoffs. I'm the leader. Uh, so he's been shooting the puck more as evidenced by eight of the last 10 uh, he's gone over his shots prop. We've talked about the usual suspects, Reinhardt, Montour, uh, Ekblad, uh, all going over their shot prop in seven of the last 10 games as well. Uh, and a couple point props, too, on Florida, because I don't think Vegas will shut them out entirely uh, here in this game. There are still some uh, Florida looks that I'm uh, interested in for uh, props here tonight. Uh, one of them being uh, certainly E2, our guy. Cool Mint Lusterinen here for this Panthers team. He's actually up on the uh, top line tonight for uh, Florida. Uh, Lusterinen uh, playing alongside Alex Barkov and Anthony Duclair tonight for this uh, Panthers team. He's gotten a point for the uh, Panthers in, I believe, seven of the last uh, 10 games for them. Yep, seven of 10 with at least one point for our guy, uh, Cool Mint Lusterinen on this uh, Panthers team. And his uh, point prop tonight is uh, plus 128 at FanDuel. So it's an excellent, excellent price there uh, given the top line duty given the fact that he's got seven of his last 10 with at least one point. So cool mint loose Doreen and on the Florida Panthers plus 128 to get a point tonight. Looks really good to me uh, going into this game tonight. All right. We've got the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs and the New Jersey Devils uh, next up here. Interesting 
travel situation for both of these teams. You've got New Jersey minus 135, home favorites, six and a half the total. The Devils are coming back from Arizona and a little West Coast Western sojourn. They were in Vegas and Arizona back to back, and then they were in Colorado before that. So they're off three games out West. And Toronto's coming back to, to New Jersey for this game off a West Western trip as well through Alberta and BC, through Edmonton, Calgary, and Vancouver. So both of these teams are in a little bit of a, a dubious, tricky spot here tonight uh, in this game. Um, Devils certainly uh, are going to be, uh, you know, uh, I think right now the Devils playing well. Uh, I'm not uh, excited about the idea of going against them here. Toronto's got some problems right now in terms of their lineup's going to be have to be shaken up tonight. Uh, they've obviously, they're going to be without their captain, John Tavares, uh, for this game tonight uh, due to, uh, I think there's some, some concussion concerns. That's what I think it is uh, right now for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. And uh, it's worrisome. They say an abundance of, uh, of, of caution with uh, his injury status. And that's not the kind of thing you want to hear, you know, and it makes me worried that this could balloon into something where he's not just out tonight. Maybe he's out for a few games, maybe even a few weeks. I mean, you never know with, you know, when you get hit around the head area. So that definitely is concerning for the uh, Leafs uh, going into this game tonight. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly, of course, placed on IR, uh, and the latest concern, the latest news is he went through surgery, and they're expecting him to be out an even month, so four weeks before we see uh, Ryan O'Reilly back uh, on the ice for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs uh, in a game. Uh, Toronto, of course, they only went one and two on that uh, Western Canada trip. They lost to Edmonton, uh, they beat Calgary, and then they lost to Vancouver four-one. Toronto looks like they're just trying to get their chemistry. And they just brought in so many new faces, so many new players at the trade deadline. When you think of O'Reilly and Achari, when you think of uh, McCabe and Lafferty and Eric Gustafson from Washington uh, on defense, Luke Shen, who's actually not with the team now because his wife's about to give birth. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's just so many new faces. And every game now since they made all these changes, Sheldon Keefe's got a new forward lineup and a new defensive lineup every night. It's very difficult to play well when you've got just new faces and com consistently a moving of the deck chairs with your lineup. I mean, there's just no set lineup right now from one game to the next for the Toronto Maple Leafs because they're just trying to figure out what works. Oh, the one guy played last night. Oh, you got to get the other guy in. That can sometimes be a bit of a bad thing when you got all this depth, especially with their defense right now. But it looks like tonight it's going to be Jake McCabe, TJ Brody, Morgan Riley, Timothy Lilligren. Is looks like he's going to get back into the lineup. He didn't play the last game. Uh, Giordano and Hall are going to be the defensemen. And it looks like Eric Gustafson and Connor Timmons are going to be your healthy scratches tonight. And uh, that's why I'm shocked they didn't trade a defenseman at the trade deadline because they got eight defensemen that are all capable of start nine if you include Shen who's not even with the team tonight. So, you know, they've just got an influx of defensemen right now uh, at this point in time. So their chemistry's not right. I certainly think they're going to want to play better here than they did against Vancouver, although the, to their credit, they did dominate the early part of that game. They couldn't beat Demko, and then once Vancouver got that first goal, that's kind of when the Canucks started to take over, and those two short-handed goals on the same power play for Toronto were back-breaking uh, against Vancouver. Such a leaf moment to do that, by the way give up two shorties on the same goddamn power play. Uh, but Toronto is uh, accustomed to some hideous moments like that from now and from time to time. But uh, yeah, this is a tricky one. This is one where I think um, both teams are in tricky spots. The total is also tricky because I think both teams might want to tighten up. 
but at the same time, they got the firepower to make this total look short. New Jersey's certainly been trending over the total. We've talked about this year lately. Uh, six straight games over the total. I'd, I'd, I'd play over before under. Um, but then again, you've seen three straight head-to-heads go under. So, But I'd lean over. Anything else I do with this game, at least side or total, will be betcast stuff that I do from a live perspective later tonight. What do you think here in this one, Alex? Toronto, New Jersey. Yeah, I'm grabbing a draw here at plus 340. I feel like this could easily be one of those tight games. Like I said, with Toronto having to shift around the lineups with no Tavares, no O'Reilly now. And obviously, I think they're going to still give a good valiant effort. It's going to be a next man up mentality. Like I said, this is obviously really bad to have, uh, you know, one of your key new additions, especially with O'Reilly, but also, you know, your captain Tavares, having both those guys uh, taking blows and could, and could be out, you know, missing, you know, multiple games. That's not a, a good feeling for a Leafs team that probably might be feeling a little good about themselves too, because, you know, like I said, playing well, finally getting this team, you know, uh, shored up after the deadline. And, and also, you know, they kind of kind of be looking at how Tampa Bay's playing right now too. And being, Hey, you know, just, just weather the storm, keep things rolling, keep everybody safe and healthy. And, you know, now we can, you know, do something in the playoffs. And now you got two guys that are going to be at least out for a little bit of time. So, uh, I do think it's a, a good effort, but I think it's going to be a close one. And uh, that plus 342 teams that need points in the in the standings, I like to draw here. Good stuff indeed. Uh, Timo Meyer point and goal props, I like. Uh, he was very good. At, uh, scored in his uh, debut with the uh, New Jersey Devils uh, in uh, that game against Arizona uh, over the weekend. Uh, so definitely you could look. If this is one of those games where there's a bunch of point props where it's with players that where there's heavy juice, uh, one of those, of course, being uh, Timo Meyer, who's minus 200 or so to get a point. So I would put him in a point prop of some kind. You know, you can put Matthews in with it because I think Matthews will find the uh, – this is a good for both teams. Put the put a little mixture of both Leafs players and Devils players uh, in a bit of a point parlay. It's funny. I, I'm not going to build one today because the, we, we actually tried one yesterday and uh, Ottawa Senators point parlay, they get shut out. <laughs> All you can do is laugh. I mean, here we are. We're taking Can't make time that shit up, right? Alec so. Stalock shuts it down everybody after all the great numbers you you rattled off, and then Stalock just stood on it there. So. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's just crazy. And they're set up so great. I mean, all these great numbers for all, they're all they were all streaking too. All those players, Kachuk, Batherson, Stutzla, and company. And sure enough, bam, shutout uh, by Chicago last night. But this would be a good game to build a same game parlay point prop. Uh, with a bunch of players, Matthews, Marner, uh, t- t- um, certainly a Timo Meyer, the, the expensive guys. But I do like a certain player in terms of a single straight bet from a point standpoint. And you know who that is. He's only on a nine-game point streak, Dawson Mercer. We've been talking about him for weeks uh, on this show. Uh, we're going to go right back to the well. And I'm going to jump on the goal prop again, even though he finally had the goal streak broken. Uh, in that game against Arizona. He still scored an eight of the last nine games with that nine-game point streak. He's back down to only minus 118 tonight to get a point. That's stunning. Nine straight games with a point, only minus 118 to get a point at FanDuel tonight for Dawson Mercer, plus 250 to get a goal. We're back on the uh, Dawson Mercer Express. The tar props also piqued my interest. Good shots on goal game, too. He sheer. Hughes. Meyer was a bad beat. I took Meyer over three and a half shots in his first game. He had three in the first period. He didn't have one after that. It was the damnedest thing. I think they took one off the board, honestly, because I thought he had a fourth uh, in the third period, but they they only credited him with three. And at the end of the day, with these shots on goal bets, it's only what you're you're credited uh, with. 
in terms of those, those final numbers. So, uh, but I still think Meyer over three and a half shots on goal could get there. Nylander is just almost uh, automatic for over three and a half shots. He shoots the puck a lot for Toronto. So not a bad look there and some good streaking players here in terms of uh, players in good form and on current streaks on both sides, Morgan Riley to get a point three straight games. He's had one and an assist as well. So uh, Morgan Riley props for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, I think are a good look in this game. Oh, and there's another guy you can throw in the um, the parlay too. The SGP point parlay is Dougie Hamilton. If you want, Dougie Hamilton has five straight games with a point going into tonight for the uh, New Jersey. Actually, you could bet that on its own. It's only minus one thirty-two uh, at FanDuel, so not bad at all. Uh, that's actually a, a good price to bet by itself with Hamilton on a five-game point streak. And the thing about these players too, Alex, that are on these point streaks. They know they're on these point streaks. So what's that mean? It means they want to keep it going. So you, you should get the uh, players incentivized to uh, keep the uh, point streaks going when they're in this kind of uh, situation. All right, that's the first half of this Tuesday card. Hit the like button. 187 live viewers on YouTube. Five games down, five games to go. We'll be back with the rest of the card right after we hear from Gramco. Support for the Ice Gas is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, Screen, racetrack, court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable, legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you will get 20% off of every order. And any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we are back here on the ice, guys, and we are ready now for the remainder of this uh, Tuesday card. Reminder, BetCast tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern. Don't you dare miss it. All right, we got the Buffalo Sabres, New York Islanders. Islanders minus 170, home favorites, six and a half the total in this game. It's definitely a tricky spot for the Sabres back-to-back -back after a 3-2 loss at home to the Edmonton Oilers last night. Uh, they'll certainly be looking to uh, rebound uh, here against the Islanders, who certainly will have a uh, rest advantage uh, at their uh, disposal. Uh, the Islanders, of course, uh, in the, uh, the playoff hunt at the moment, 4-1 to one win against Detroit uh, in their last game, uh, which that game was tied going into the third, and then they erupted uh, for three goals late in the third, per in the third period to take uh, down the Red Wings in that game. Bouncing back from a tough loss against Minnesota the game before that. Uh, five straight unders for the Islanders versus the uh, – over machine at least until last night that is the uh buffalo sabers so and the total being six and a half here which you don't often see with the new york islanders so they almost have put this total as a total what based on who they're playing that being the uh, buffalo sabers we'll have to see of course who's in net back to back we saw craig anderson last night for buffalo uh they're uh, projecting uh uko pekalukan in tonight should be uh Ilya sorokin here for this uh new york islanders team uh and uh we'll see if that is indeed the case uh, this is one of those games, too. You look at series uh, history between them. Buffalo won in overtime uh, the last time they met uh, 
back in uh, January. And Buffalo has actually played the Islanders very well. Five of the last six uh, games they have won. Uh, and here they are again in this road underdog role. How many times have we uh, talked about them uh, in this road underdog role? They've been very good. That being said, I'm not feeling it as much tonight. I'm not just because of the injury situation on the blue line for the Islanders. I mean, I'm not laying a buck 70 with the Islanders. No friggin' way. That is just not going to happen. And um, so, but I'm, I've, I've got enough reservations and concerns about Buffalo to not back them uh, going into uh, this game on a back-to-back. Maybe the draw, you could go that way. I mean, they did go to OT last time in Buffalo. But this is going to be a live betting game for me, uh, if anything else. This is going to be more of a pregame prop game. Uh, as far as I'm concerned in this one. Uh, and again, I think in terms of point props, look, this is a square city uh, in terms of uh, making this bet, but uh, Tage Thompson point, Brock Nelson point, throw them into a parlay. I mean, these guys are almost automatic right now to at least get on the score sheet for their respective teams. Uh, you could definitely go in that direction, I think, in this hockey game. And again, uh, all of a sudden you'd get Thompson to score a point along with uh Nelson to get a point and you turn that into a slight plus 105 plus 110 bet you know and they've just been you know like an automatic uh to at least find the a score sheet for their respective teams lately uh, what do you think here Alex Sabres Islanders yeah this is definitely one I'm glad we'll be uh watching it all together during the live betcast. I'm gonna be looking for that first period over uh grabbing that in game I'm not laying 150 I can I can wait and grab that I think I believe at least at a dollar twenty, maybe as as good as uh as, as even money or or higher a plus price. So that's the one thing I'm zooming in on with this one. Don't want anything to do with a, a full game side yet. Just kind of want to see where Buffalo's at right now. So these you know these are two teams that you know definitely will be fighting for points. So a draw could be in play. Maybe sprinkle something small on that. But uh, like I said, most of the, of the approach I'm looking for will be in game. Yeah, this is definitely a lean Buffalo, but I think if I'm the the, the draw to me looks like it might be a better uh, option uh, here. Let's not forget the Islanders were tied at one one with Detroit going into the third at home on Saturday. It's not like they uh, that they had an easy time of it in that game. Uh, they were definitely uh, pushed by Detroit, so I I don't think the Islanders, even with the rest advantage, are going to win this game easily or comfortably. That's just not their way uh, it, overall. Uh, just a, also a couple of us. Uh, I want to point out Casey Middlestat. I mentioned him yesterday, starting to produce a little bit. That's now three straight games with a point for him, uh, for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. I like Horvat over shots on goal. Three straight, he's gone over that number. Uh, so there are still some pretty good prop uh, options here uh, for this game. Uh, Skinner, about nine points, uh, nine games in the last, nine of the last 10 games, he's had a point for the Buffalo Sabres. You could throw him into that parlay I mentioned with Nelson and Thompson. So uh, definitely, this is a, definitely a prop builder, point prop builder type of game for me. Uh, for sure. All right. Next up, we've got Calgary and Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota minus 150 home favorites, five and a half the total in this game. Um, if there's ever going to be a game that gives a team that was looking dead, lifeless, like stick a fork in their season, they're done and give them some kind of juice and life and pep in their step and energy moving forward. It's that kind of win last night for the Calgary Flames where they have the lead, they cough it up. And they look like at times that, that they're facing a penalty kill uh, in the latter minutes of that hockey game. And if Dallas scores there, they go from winning that game to maybe losing uh, in regulation, getting zip, which would have been disastrous, which would have been devastating to Calgary. Instead, they kill off that penalty. 
Tyler Toffoli scores in the final seconds. As I mentioned in the recap, just breaking our hearts for those of us on the draw uh, in that game last night with the Flames and the Stars. How the Stars give up a breakaway in the dying seconds of the third period. I, I'm livid. I'm kicking garbage cans. I'm ripping the entire hockey team in the dressing room if I'm Pete DeBoer after that. That's the one cardinal sin. You cannot give up a breakaway when you have a point in the bank, basically. How does that happen? Situational hockey just completely uh, evaporates for Dallas at the end of that game last night with that horrendous uh, breakaway allowed uh, late in the final seconds and Toffoli buries it for the win. I think Calgary, even though Minnesota's rested, Calgary's on a back-to-back on the road, I think they get a little momentum from that. I kind of like Calgary a little first period uh, in this game. Uh, just, I think, to capitalize on that momentum from last night, maybe jump. And the fact they got shut out and blanked in their building by Minnesota uh, on Saturday night, you know, has them fired up early in this game? Do I trust them to bring it home for 20 minutes? No. And the one thing we see from Minnesota, oftentimes they can get stronger, especially at home as the game goes on. So uh, Calgary first period, I'm going to dabble in that a little bit. And I'm definitely going to come back to another draw uh, with these two teams tonight, even though we... Uh, saw that draw fall short in Calgary Saturday night. Let's not forget that was one nothing for the longest time for yep. uh, Minnesota. And Calgary had chances to tie that game, and then they finally got some separation late. And Gustafson was absolutely terrific uh, in between the pipes for the Wild. Let's not forget that. Obviously, he's back in net tonight for them. Back-to-back, uh, Jacob Markstrom has gotten multiple starts in a row now for Calgary. But on the back-to-back, I would assume Dan Vladar is going to get a look here tonight for Calgary but either way I like Calgary early uh, in the first period and I like the draw here I think this one definitely has overtime potential Alex Flames Wild yeah it's another one I'm excited for for tonight with the uh, bat cast I'm on the draw as well we should easily be talking about back-to-back overtime games for Calgary like you mentioned Uh, but I also am going to be looking for that first period and full game overlooks but we're waiting for plus money and maybe even dabbling if we can wait long enough, see if we can get a four and a half out of uh, out of that full game total because it's hit the wild. I mean, it's been uncharacteristic, uh, you know, how well of an under team they've been lately. They've been throwing it back to what, what 2006, 2007, it seems like, playing with all these games. Uh, you know, these totals of five, five and a half, you know, the fives might be coming soon, uh, honestly, if, if they keep up with this, the defensive style. But I think – like I said, with Calgary on the second night of back-to-back, that momentum I think carries over. I think Minnesota has a bit more pep in their step offensively, and we see goals going both ways. But I think we can wait and get plus prices and, uh, and maybe even a, a better number off of a five-and-a-half with these overs. So looking for the overlooks in-game and then going with the draw. I got that plus 320. Yeah. Status quo for props. You know them now. You know the drill by now. I've basically bet the same props lately, and they've all been pretty good. Ryan Hartman over shots to get a point. I, I always That's just become a, almost a routine occurrence now for me taking that uh, with uh, his props. Uh, on the Calgary side, the same usual suspects to Foley over shots, Backland over shots. And I think the best option right now is actually Blake Coleman for Calgary. We've talked about this. Uh, Blake Coleman over two and a half shots on goal. Uh, he has been noticeable every game lately for this uh, Flames team. You know, if they miss the playoffs and, you know, they're not going to be able to blame Blake Coleman, especially as of late with his uh, compete level. He's, you know, on top of the puck uh, at all times. He's had a bunch of scoring chances as well. Uh, I think that's significant. Uh, Definitely, I think you're going to see a situation where uh, he's going to be noticeable once again tonight uh, for the uh, Calgary Flames. And uh, I think definitely uh, his shots on goal prop is worth a look. Maybe tonight, 
one of those uh, shots will go in. He had some chances last night. He had three shots on goal. Uh, definitely, I think uh, shots on goal is the best look, but maybe even sprinkle on a goal or point prop with uh, Coleman as well tonight uh, in this game uh, for the uh, Calgary Flames uh, as well. Yeah, I mean, Kaprizov to score a goal, as some people, including our resident Wild fan in the chat, say like that, that that's never a bad bet or never a bad l- option. He's, he's got a threat to score every game, obviously, but uh, definitely it goes without saying Kaprizov can find the uh, back of the net any night. What I love, too, about the... Uh, Blake Coleman, when he scores a goal on home ice, they play one of my favorite oldies and classic songs, Lee Dorsey, working in the coal mine. Working in a coal mine, going down, 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 working in a coal mine, whoop, about to slip down. I mean, yeah, it's uh, I love that. Uh, great, great call by the Calgary Flames uh, entertainment producers, whoever they are, uh, that man, the music at the uh, Saddle Dome, that when Blake Coleman scores a goal, uh, that's the uh, song that they play, working in a coal mine. Very, very appropriate. All right, uh, next up, we've got San Jose and Colorado. Uh, Colorado minus 360, uh, the total six and a half uh, in this one. Um, I like the over here. I mean, that was frustrating last night. There were two games that just just hurt me badly last night, and Ottawa-Chicago was one of them. San Jose-Winnipeg was the other. I mean, Winnipeg, uh, two only two goals, team total falls short, full game over. Reimer just pulls a rabbit out of his uh hat there last night uh in that game uh no question about that and you know he is a manitoba guy so uh, i guess there was you know coming back close to home but you know he played great and that's that's your rhymer ratio game one out of every 10 where rhymer's just incredible and and last night was one of those games uh for him and net for the uh, san jose sharks last night but now it's a tough back-to-back going to the altitude the thin air colorado um colorado should roll um, but you know, they've lost three in a row. They lost to New Jersey. They got dummied by Dallas. Seattle comes back from a late deficit, beats them in overtime. So all of a sudden you wonder what's up with the, uh, abs here going into this game. But I think they're definitely going to show up here tonight in this game. And I think they're going to get on the scoreboard early. Uh, I'm going to look at a type of bet that I don't look at very often. Now you could go team. You could go first period puck line here potentially with uh, San Jose or sorry, with Colorado in this game, but it's like plus 110 at one book. I'm even seeing minus 105 with uh first period puck line here on this Colorado team tonight. That is definitely uh, not great value in my opinion, uh, but I do expect, or I damn well, we damn well should expect a fast start after, you know, three straight losses in a row. You know, they did have a good start against Seattle. It could not sustain it. And it was late in the game when Seattle came back on them. But they did have the good first period, at least in that game, got out to the early lead. I'm not going to do the first period puck line, but what I am going to do, and I really like the price on this, I'm going to do a very rare first period team total Colorado Avalanche over one and a half plus 185. Um, that now is something that interests me. So that's Colorado first period team total. Uh, over one and a half, a uh, plus 185. I think they can get two goals. And again, it's probably going to be Capo Kakinen here uh, in goal for the Sharks on a back-to-back. It already has been confirmed that it is. Uh, so I think they can jump on San Jose early. Two goals. We don't have to worry about what San Jose does offensively. We take them out of it. Uh, we just asked the Avs to score two goals in the opening period, something they've done a bunch of times this year, obviously, on home ice. Uh, and I think tonight's the spot to maybe look in that direction. And I certainly like that price. Because, look, if they're going to cover the first period puck line, they have to score at least one goal. Why not take a chance they score two in the first period at a plus yeah. 185? 
So that's the way I'm going to go about it. Abs team total first period over one and a half plus 185. Alex, what do you think here? Sharks, Avs. Yeah, that's a solid look. And that's something that I don't play uh, too often myself, but might have to start looking at those, especially when you're seeing some of these inflated numbers with the puck lines, which we're definitely going to get from here uh, until the, the the end of the regular season, for sure, with some of these uh, gigantic favorites growing and growing. But I like the over here at six and a half. I grabbed it, played a half unit at $1.15. I like it all the way up to a full unit, but I'm, I'm playing it for a half unit personally because I'm going to be dabbling on it in game. I'm going to try and grab five and a half, try and grab over uh, one and a half in the first period at better prices and kind of uh, go from a laddering method. So for those of us who are, will be, you know, in, in, in the bet cast tonight and looking to, for some live opportunities, I would say play this a half unit and then try to maneuver with things in game. For those of you who are just going to be, you know, betting it right now and, and moving along, just go with the over six and a half right now. Yeah, I definitely think, yeah, that's definitely uh I like that too. I, I, I will be on that as well, actually, the over six and a half. I didn't mention that, but I do like that as well. Over six and a half here tonight with the uh, Sharks and the uh, Avs. And I like that first period, like I said, that uh, team total on the Avs. This is Nathan McKinnon. The, think about the way that game ended against Seattle. His turnover behind the net actually led to the tying goal in the final few minutes of the third period in that game. Uh, and I know that's not going to sit well with him because that's just the kind of guy he is. He's, uh, he wants to be the best. He wants to win every night. He's going to go off tonight, I think. So whatever you can find on McKinnon, over shots on goal, goal prop, over one and a half points. This is the night I'd absolutely take over one and a half points uh, on Nathan McKinnon as well uh, in this hockey game. No question about that. Let's be honest. San Jose didn't play great last night. They just capitalized on some chances, some mistakes, and they got an uncharacteristically great performance in net from one of their goaltenders, which really hasn't happened a lot lately. So that was, let's not forget this team was buried by Washington at home before that. And St. Louis, which isn't in great shake shape right now, went into San Jose and beat them six to three. So let's not forget that uh, even though uh, San Jose won last night. So I think uh, Nathan McKinnon comes back with a uh, vengeance uh, here tonight for the uh, Avalanche. Big Val Nachushkin, by the way, eight of the last 10 games, he's gotten a point. I might sprinkle on the goal prop, too. He's he's due to score. He's getting close. Seven straight games with a point as well uh, for Big Val Nachushkin. Five straight games with an assist for uh, Nachushkin going into this game as well. So uh, keep that in mind. Uh, he's definitely been noticeable uh, of late. And again, I think with him, the assist prop is the way to go because with that, you'll get definitely uh, a better uh, price than you will on the point prop. The point prop on uh, Nachushkin uh, going into this game is a uh, minus 175. He's only plus 125 to get an assist, and he's been doing that consistently uh, of late. Big Val uh, Nachushkin for the Avs. Let me just confirm the uh, the numbers there. But yeah, it was uh, how many games straight with an assist? Yeah, five, five in a row with an assist, and that's plus 125. Good price. Yeah, that's solid. I, I'm, I'm adding something else too small, and this would be kind of, like I said, backcast related, but I'm going with Avalanche to score a goal in the first 10 minutes. I got yes at plus 105 over at Bet Online, so I played that small, and that'll be something that I'll, uh, we'll talk about on the backcast tonight. Logan Couture, Barabanov are the guys I'd target for San Jose. They're the guys carrying it right now after all the trades were made. And Eric Carlson, too, is actually – uh, he's on a three-game point streak, three-game assist streak as well, and I think that guy's at this point of the season just trying to build on his, trying to build his, uh, you know, Norris Trophy resume. Essentially, he knows he's closing in on winning that thing, probably. So I think you're just going to want to see him uh, pad his stats, probably uh, moving forward. So we'll see if he's uh, able to do that here for the um, 
of San Jose Sharks tonight and moving forward for them. All right, St. Louis Blues, Arizona Coyotes. Uh, we've got uh, St. Louis minus 135, uh, home favorites, six and a half the total uh, here in this game. Uh, this is one of those games where, you know, Arizona, very, very feisty, you know, effort against New Jersey where they're playing a really good team and they kept on coming back, even though they kept on giving up goals and they kept on uh, getting scored on by New Jersey. I mean, the effort to come back was commendable, but the issue with backing Arizona right now, and I'm, I think the price is kind of appealing on them as a home underdog tonight. And, and again, they put up a great effort against New Jersey, but the problem with backing Arizona right now is this is not an NHL defense right now for them. It's not. They do not have an NHL caliber blue line after every all the trades were made. They've got Patrick Nemeth and Giannis Moser as their top pair. That's not a top pair that's of any quality in the NHL. Yusuf Valamaki and Josh Brown, their second pair. That's not you know anything to write home about. Connor Mackey and Victor Soderstrom on the third pair. That's not an NHL blue line that the Arizona Coyotes have at the moment, an NHL caliber blue line. And if you look at their recent games, you'll know that that is the case. I mean, they've just been crushed defensively. Five to New Jersey, six to Carolina, four to Dallas, six to Nashville, six to Calgary. Um, they just can't stop anybody. They give up 40 shots a goal on goal most nights. Uh, this defense is just not good. It's going to continue to give up shots. It's going to continue to give up chances. It's going to continue to be a, a, a problem to keep the puck out of the net uh, for the Arizona Coyotes the rest of this season. As long as Andre Tour and he's got this, you know, thin blue line to work with, that's what's going to happen. You know, they're going to end up giving up goals and giving up goals in bunches. So uh, when I look at this game here with uh, St. Louis and Arizona, um, I could only look at a St. Louis team total over three and a half. Uh, I like the full game over as well, uh, six and a half. That's another thing with Arizona. Uh, we've seen their full game overs kind of start to get going again. Uh, they've gone over the total four, one and one in their last uh, six games to the over. They've had six, three, six, two, six, one and five, four uh, in the last two games, giving up 11 goals in those last two games combined. They're an over team right now, especially with their horrendous defense right now. And I feel bad for Vimelka and Ingram, uh, that tandem. They're, they're going to see 40 shots on goal almost every night. Uh, with this blue line in front of them. Uh, and uh, they're going to have to be, they're going to face more rubber uh, than you can imagine uh, moving forward. So uh, I like the full game over six and a half with a little smaller bet on the Blues team total over. I think from a money line price, I mean, St. Louis, I don't trust as a road favorite, but at the same time, I don't trust Arizona's defense. I think St. Louis is still going to end up scoring. So, but uh, at the, I think it, that's the best way to approach it. Zone in on that team total, three and a half on the Blues. You know, this is an Arizona team that's given up, it seems, four goals minimum repeatedly. And it's three and a half, and it's right around even money. It's not that bad of a price on the Blues team total either. I like the full game over as well. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Blues Coyotes? Yeah, definitely look at an at a over here in this one. It's just a lean for now. It's one I've, you know, it's a big card, so I already have a lot of plays. So I probably will try to watch this game, see if I can uh, jump on a five and a half in game with the pace. Because uh, these are two teams that, like I said, you know, they're, basically playing for exercise right now they've had a high scoring history against one another but it's just you know st louis is just kind of a hard team to read on, on all fronts at this point so um looking for something in game but nothing pre-game yeah definitely yeah it's been an issue of course defensively for this group right now as far as the uh, props go for this uh, game um i do want to point out a couple of players here that is that are worth uh, mentioning buchnevich schmaltz have been 
uh, rolling for their uh, respective teams uh, of late, definitely producing, definitely making a noise offensively. Clayton Keller's been pretty uh, consistent. Michelli now back in the lineup. Keep an eye on him. He might be a sleeper prop option here for the uh, Arizona Coyotes moving forward. And Jacob Vrana looks like now he's in the lineup for the Blues. Remember, Detroit uh, got rid of him. And Kasperi Kapanen for the uh, Blues. Kasperi Kapanen, you know, who's getting another opportunity. Like, a, his, what is this, his fifth chance now to play for a, for a team? So at some point, he's got to show that he can stick somewhere. But here he scored in back-to-back games, two points uh, against San Jose and L.A., so you got to like what you've seen here in a couple of games for uh, Kasperi Kapanen with the uh, St. Louis Blues. And yes, uh, Vrana will uh, join the Blues, and he, I think he made his – he did not play against L.A. on Saturday, but looks like he will make his Blues debut tonight uh, for them uh, in this game. So I always think when someone's making their debut with a team, they want to make an impact. They're going to be shooting the puck quite a bit. Uh, they're going to try to do everything in their power to uh, make an impact. Uh, in this game. So uh, Jacob Brana plus 350 to score a goal. If you find shots on goal props, they might be uh, worth a look as well uh, going into this game. Uh, so there's not a bad prop game for a game that I think, you know, could be a little loose defensively. And especially we've seen that uh, from uh, Arizona uh, of late. And let's not forget too the blues. They gave up four to LA, three to San Jose, five to Seattle. Uh, they've been giving up goals in bunches too of late. So uh, definitely is a game where you could see props. Someone in our chat mentioning draw. The draw is cashed in two of the last three meetings between these two teams, including the previous, the last meeting, the most recent meeting in St. Louis, six to five blues in overtime. Blues have gone to overtime in two of their last five games. Arizona has gone to overtime beyond regulation four of their last 10 games. So the draw is not the worst idea uh, in the world here either uh, with this uh, game between uh, St. Louis uh, and Arizona. All right, final game of this Tuesday card. Uh, we've got the uh, Anaheim Ducks and the Seattle Kraken. Uh, and uh, Seattle, rather, minus 300 home favorites uh, in this game. And the total, six and a half, pretty much across the board. This game, look, um, it's a dangerous little spot for Seattle and the fact that there was such a good road trip. They ended it with a bang, uh, taking down the mighty Colorado Avalanche, coming back from being down two to one uh, in that hockey game and finding a way to win. Uh, in overtime, Yanni Gord with the game winner. Uh, great call by Forsland. He nails those every single time. But it was a great, great win for the uh, Seattle Kraken uh, in Colorado the other night. But now they're minus 300 and they're back home where this team has been, you know, very, very much inconsistent. They actually enter this game dead on 500 at Climate Pledge Arena, 15 and 15 in Seattle this year for this Kraken team. So they have just uh, not played as well here on home ice. Let's not forget they just had a homestand before this four-game road trip that they swept and they lost to, well, they, they did lose to good teams to their defense, Toronto and Boston. But that's still a prolonged showing where they, they've had their issues at times here on home ice. So it's a tricky little spot. And Anaheim's, believe it or not, four, won four of their last five games. Now they're doing it with smoke and mirrors. There's no question. They're doing it with... John Gibson finally playing up to his level that we know he can. Uh, and that's been a big part of them getting these wins. Because you look at the four of the five wins, the they, the Washington win, they got outshot and outplayed badly, but they won. Gibson stole it. The Carolina game that they won 3-2 in Carolina, 53-15, to they got outshot badly, outplayed. Gibson stole that one. Uh, they beat Chicago. That one, they actually had a, the better of the play. They deserved the win. 
they got outplayed and outchanced by Washington, but somehow because of Gibson, that game goes to overtime uh, and they lose 3-2. And then, of course, they beat Montreal uh, on Friday night by a score of 3-2. So, you know, Ducks are winning games right now. And I do want to mention, though, it's not all been Gibson. They've gotten some, you know, timely offense from McTavish, who stepped up lately uh, for the uh, Anaheim Ducks. Uh, Trevor Zegras is starting to heat up. Terry has been absolutely phenomenal. You know, the guys you want are, are the guys they have been uh, that have been contributing lately. So this might be one of those, you know, uh, a small flyer potentially on maybe a first period plus a half or even a money line shot with Anaheim just because they at the first period they could really catch Seattle napping. You know, I really do think that's potential. But Seattle could get going as the game goes on, shake off the doldrums, shake off the jet lag, the long travel, the long trip and get going and still come back and win this game. But that first period look on Anaheim is not the worst way to go uh, here. That Maybe they jump on Seattle early. And other than that, it's going to be mostly props. I'm back on the Jared McCann Express to score a point, to score a goal. He's been red hot for Seattle. Vince Dunn, uh, he's been a automatic in terms of scoring points lately as well. Uh, Vince Dunn is on a four-game assist streak, a six-game point streak. Uh, McCann had the point streak snapped the other night against uh, – Colorado, but he's still, uh, I think, seven of the last eight games he scored a point. It's still worth a look to come back to that here tonight uh, for the uh, Seattle Kraken, no question about that. Uh, he's still been heavily trending that way. Yeah, points in eight of the last ten games for uh, Jared McCann. Trevor Zegras, seven of the last ten games with a point. Cam Fowler from the blue line for Anaheim's uh, points in the seven of the last ten games. So, But those point props in particular – uh, with uh, and Wenberg starting to heat up a little bit too for Seattle. Wenberg, McCann, Dunn, you know, the usual players I've been mentioning now the last few games for Seattle with props are, are good looks, I think, for them tonight as well. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Anaheim, Seattle. Yeah, this is one. If I had to play something on it, it would be the over, but I'm more likely going to pass on this. Uh, like I said, this is just a weird feel with these two teams. Anaheim's been rolling hot, but you just never know when. All of a sudden, they revert back and get blown out 5 nothing, 6 nothing. And Seattle's kind of the same way. I haven't had a good feel with Seattle games of late. So this is a clear pass for me. I'm glad we won't be going through the entire uh, <laughs> duration of the, of the BetCast with this one for sure. That is confirmed. We will sign off on the BetCast tonight after the conclusion of San Jose, Colorado, and uh, St. Louis, Arizona. Those two games that start at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, those will be the games. After those games, it's sayonara. Adios after that. Yeah, we will not be staying up for the end of uh, Anaheim and uh, Seattle tonight. Uh, I'm, I'm very tired today, by the way. It's not just that, but yeah, it's, it's also a very uh, late game. But uh, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll shut her down after uh, the Colorado and the Arizona games end uh, tonight. Uh, but yeah, the Gibson saves prop, Perlo Wisdom. I'm sure we might be seeing him on the uh, BetCast tonight. Uh, Perlo Wisdom, yeah. I mean, I, he faces a shit ton of rubber too. I mean, Arizona goalies and John Gibson in Anaheim, I mean, taking the over saves nightly moving forward with Arizona goaltending and Anaheim goaltending makes a lot of sense. They just give up a shit ton of shots every single night. Now, I do want to point out that uh, Anaheim, the last game against Montreal, was a little bit better in that department, and Chicago for that matter. They only gave up 28 and 26 shots in those two games. But when they play good competition, and you got to consider Seattle good competition, you know, they play Washington, they give up 39 shots. And uh, Carolina, 53 shots. Washington, 43 shots. Tampa Bay, 44 shots. 55 shots to Florida, 40 shots to L.A., 44 shots to Buffalo, 39 shots to Vegas. 
I mean, the pattern against the good teams is Anaheim gives up a ton of shots. So Gibson over saves. I would not talk you, Perlo, or anybody off taking that saves prop tonight. All right, good stuff. That is the uh, Tuesday card. Hit the like button, 214 live viewers on YouTube. Check out patreon.com uh, slash ice guys, just $10 a month. It is well worth your while to uh, get in on and get in on that and join us uh, on patreon.com slash ice guys, goalie charts, totals charts, uh, power ratings, uh, daily ice guys, betting card, uh, lots of bonus video content. Uh, we'll have uh, more going up in the uh, days and the weeks to come. So make sure you check it out. Patreon.com slash ice guys, sign up and subscribe for just $10 a month. Yes. Also make sure to check out the ice guys store. We got six days left, 20% off everything, t-shirts, caps, hoodies things for the dog things for the kids we got everything in there so check it out 20 percent off for just six days uh get it now at iceguys.myspreadshop.com best bets coming up right after we hear from manscaped support for the ice guys is brought to you by manscaped who is the best in men's below the waist grooming their products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels manscapes performance package the ultimate men's hygiene bundle join over 7 million men worldwide who trust manscaped with this exclusive offer for you 20 percent off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ice guys that's promo code i-c-e-g-u-y-s at manscaped.com if my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0, takes care of your facial hair, uh, and among other things, uh, you've got, of course, the Weed Whacker. I'm approaching 40. Nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit, and the Weed Whacker can help you do that. Both of these products, waterproof and a 4,000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. And you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner, with the ball deodorant. Keep you smelling good, looking good, and feeling good down in the nether regions. This complete performance package 4.0. We'll take care of everything for you, for all you guys out there. And it's courtesy of our good friends at Manscaped.com. So get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, we are back, and it is time for best bets here for this Tuesday. Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? There's a lot I like. I guess it's a pretty big card tonight. I'm going with the Toronto Maple Leafs and the New Jersey Devils. Draw plus 340 is my best bet. Uh, this just screams like one of those classic games of where you got a, a Leafs team with going to be a next man up mentality uh, playing without, uh, you know, no uh, O'Reilly uh, and no Tavares. You got a New Jersey team always playing tough at home. This feels like it could be a 3-3 game after 60 minutes. Getting plus 340, there's some great value here. Let's go with the Leafs and Devils. Draw as my best bet for this Tuesday night. There you go. Uh, the draw here uh, for uh, the Leafs and Devils. Uh, best bet here for uh, Alex B. Smith for this uh, Tuesday uh, NHL card. Uh, my best bet here for this uh, Tuesday slate is I'm going to throw a curveball at you. I'm going to go to that late game. I really like that spot. It just, it's, it's, it's telling me Anaheim is going to actually maybe – uh, just jump on Seattle early 
And that's what I'm going to go with here. I'm going to go with that first period, Anaheim Ducks. I just got that feeling. I mean, I, to me, this is a tricky situation for Seattle. It was a great, great road trip. They have not responded well early in some of these home games after these successful road trips. Look at the one they had earlier this year, Tampa Bay. Now, Tampa Bay is a pretty good team, but or at the time they were, they were playing well. Uh, and uh, they beat Seattle and jumped on Seattle in that game. I could see something similar uh, here tonight for uh, Anaheim, who don't look now, but they actually have put some wins on the board, some of them goalie-influenced and goalie, you know, saving their bacon. Uh, but nevertheless, they have won four of their last five. We're going to go with it at plus 188, the best price out there. Anaheim, first period uh, against Seattle for my best bet here for this Tuesday uh, NHL card. All right, that'll wrap it up for this edition of the Ice Guys. We're back tonight for the live betcast, 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. Once again, DM me at Bobano on Twitter or email Bobano350 at gmail.com. We will shoot you the link for the betcast tonight before it begins. Drinking encouraged, live betting commentary, Alex, me, and all of our guests. So make sure you join us tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time for another live betcast. It'll be fun like it always is. Uh, all right, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday night, and we'll see you in a few hours at 7 p.m. Eastern. For the Ice Guys Live Betcast, presented by National Hockey Now.